Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, we are going to have a very merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Hostess ho-hos. Welcome to the Harland Highway Christmas Special. What a show we have. Apparently, my boss, Mr. Featherstone, is going to have me up to his office later. And for the first time ever, has a Christmas present for me. I'm so excited. Can't believe it. Also, we're going to have some Christmas songs. Some new ones, some old ones, some favorites. We're going to have some phone calls from some of uh, our pavement pounders. We're also going to get a phone call from a special guest. You won't believe who it is, but you probably already know. Yeah, somebody's calling in, and I think they're going to be drunk. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about my Christmas tree. I got a very special Christmas tree this year. And then we're just going to talk about, you know, the strange year that we had. And all kinds of fun little Christmas surprises to help get you through the season. So put your elf ears on. Here we go. This is the Harlan Christmas Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come on. You're about to go down the Harlan Highway. That means that every woman in this village who is capable of childbirth is going to have a baby. You shit-kicking stupid. Stinky horseman or smelling motherfucker, you. Tell me his name. You must tell me his name. This is Harlan Williams. Oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. <laughs> you just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? All of you. All of you freaks. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. Whether you're wearing a pullover or a cardigan, it's the Harlan Highway. I have to hang up now. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.
come home, please. Oh. Welcome, everybody. You know, it's it's a weird freaking year where we don't know if we're going to be able to get home. And I thought I should open, you know, the first Christmas podcast with a song that kind of addresses how we can't get home. A lot of us, this this might be our first Christmas without family, without friends. It might be your first Christmas alone. Just alone, like Ebenezer Scrooge. You'll be praying for three ghosts to come and visit you on Christmas Eve. Oh my God. Is it going to be lonely? Is it going to be sad? No, we're not going to let that happen. We're, we're doing some, some Christmas podcasts, so you're, you're not alone. So you got your, all your friends on the Harland Highway to here to share and celebrate. So let's not think about, uh, you know, getting home. We're going to do the best we can. And uh, it's all about the spirit. And embrace the holiday and the joyful vibe and the, the season and the snowflakes and the carols and the, and the gifts and the, the good wishes and all that stuff. And just absorb it. You know, if anything else, push away any, any um, feelings of being isolated. Just, just let the feelings come in, man. You've all been through enough this year, okay? Let it come in, whether it's through a phone call or an email or a just just open up your heart, your soul, and let, let all the good tidings and however big or small the connection is to someone you know or love, just, just let it in and feed on it. Ugh, just absorb it all. And when you have all that, that big ball of all those little pieces swirling inside you, it's a... It's a beautiful Christmas after all. Oh, my Tim. My tiny, stupid Tim. No, he's not stupid. He's just tiny. Why did I Why did I say he was stupid? So here we are. Welcome, everyone. I uh, thought we'd do some, some uh, Christmas podcasting. Just, to, you know, it's something I like to do during the, the year. It's just, it's just a fun time to share and celebrate and... And embrace each other. It's such a Christmas is my favorite time of year because it's just I feel like everyone has kind of a warm, loving vibe. And after such a tumultuous year, isn't that what we need? So let's uh, let's put down any type of sour puss or negativity or animosity we might have, or if we're feeling upset about the economy or the election or whatever it is, even though it's hard to do. Let's. Let's from this point forward for the rest of the month, just kind of let it go. Just exhale. <sighs> you know, I can't really change it. I can't really alter it. Let's just let it go. <sighs> Little Harland Highway therapy to kick off. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to have a Christmas-themed podcast. Just sit back, relax, and let's just enjoy, Okay. Okay, everybody, that's what we're going to do. So let's go. Uh, well, Roger, why don't we kick it off? You know, just... Excuse me, Harlan, you've got oh. a phone call on line eight. Oh, we got a call already? Okay, who who is it? Yeah, there's someone on the hotline. Okay, put, a, put them through. Let's, 
We don't usually take a call this early in the show, but let, let's get let's get it going, man. Here we go. Put them through, Rog. Hey, Harlan. This is Lance. I'm not going to say much about who I am. I am conservative. I was a Trump supporter. I just want to say that I'm really angry right now and depressed, and I could use a little cheering up for the Christmas holiday. I'd like to hear George fucking Michael or the ghost of George fucking Michael. It would really cheer me up with everything that's been going on this year. COVID-19, the Democrats stealing this election, everything just sucks this year. So if you could help me out with the podcast, I'd really appreciate it with George fucking Michael for Christmas. Thank you, sir. Have a happy holidays, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Chicken chow mein, baby. Well, thank you, Lance. Thank you for the season's greetings. Uh, sorry the election didn't go your way. And we don't discriminate here at the highway. You know, people were upset last time when Trump won, and people are upset now when he lost, and there's other people that are happy here and not happy there, and that that's the democratic system, man. People win and lose, and, it, it, you, you know, depending on who you support, it, it's like a sporting event. It's like a soccer game or a hockey game. You you never want your team to lose. And and I can hear the despair in your voice. I, I can hear the, the disdain and the... And the depression. And we don't want that this time of year. We don't want that this time of year. And we'd do almost anything. Whether you were Republican or conservative, I'd, I'd do almost anything to put a smile on your face and make you happy. But I'll tell you one thing I ain't going to do, Lance. There is no way, Roger, there is no way in living hell I will allow George Michael from Wham! to come on this show like he does every year. Usually he's drunked up on eggnog. I ain't letting him on this podcast. This is going to be a nice, family-friendly podcast. No drunkies. George Michael, wherever you are, rest in peace. Whatever you're doing, if you're in Wham! heaven, but you're not coming on this show. Lance, I'm sorry. You could have, you should, you could have asked him for anything else. But George Michael on this po- Christmas podcast. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm hey, not. Harlan. What? Yeah. What? Uh, George Michael, that guy what? from Wham. No. Is, uh... No, 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 no. If he's on the line. No. What did I just say? Under no circumstances. He says it's important. N- no, you hang up on him right now, Roger. He says he needs to talk to you. About what? What what could I possibly talk to George Michael about? Regarding his Christmas present. No, 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 no. There's no Christmas present. There's no George Michael. Why why would he be calling here? I don't know, but I think he's been drinking. Oh god, do not patch him through. Oh god. Roger! You just lost your Christmas bonus. Oh for god Oh, listen to him. What the hell? Oh, my God. What the hell are you doing phoning here, George? It's George Michael. It's Christmas, Ireland. And I I wanted to phone and say happy Christmas. Yeah, and you've been drinking again, haven't you? And maybe I is, and maybe I isn't, eh? What do you what do you mean maybe you is and maybe you isn't? Well, I'm not allowed to have a little nip at Christmas time, eh, Arlen? Like, well, 
What are you, raised by a pack of wild fucking nuns? Look, I'm not going to have you swearing and carrying on on my Christmas podcast. What do you want? I I need your help, pal. It's what I call a Christmas. What are you saying? Are you trying to say Christmas? Spit it out, George. It's George fucking Monica, It's two words. It's like Merry Christmas. And you got George fucking Monica. Well, what are you trying to say to me? Well, I'm trying to say the guy. Are you trying to say Christmas? Are you going Christmas emergency on? You've got a Christmas emergency. Oh, this should be ripe. I can't wait to hear what kind of Christmas emergency you had. Well, if you're going to be all hoity-toity about it, eh? Like what, you were born in a fucking nest full of fucking angels, eh, Aaron? Stop hiccuping in my ear. Now, what is your emergency, for God's sakes? And then I'll get you out of here and I can finish my podcast. Have you ever heard of Frosty the Snowman? Would you say my name clearly? Oh, look who wants to say the name right now, eh? After all these fighting years... Have you not seen me name right? Now you want me to say your fucking name right, eh? Just say it. Arlen. What is your Christmas emergency? Well, I tried to make Frosty the Snowman out in the snow tonight, Arlen, and I had a little mishap, I guess you could say. A... A... A Christmas? A Christmas mishap. What? What is your Christmas mishap with Frosty the Snowman? Well, you know how a snowman's like three parts, right, Arlen? Okay, three parts. Three sections. Three sections, three parts. Well, you don't have to get all fucking crankly in your fucking underpants, eh? I'm not getting crankly in my underpants, but sections, just what happened? Well, I did the bottom section first, oh. <laughs> Would you not clear your throat on my podcast? I said all that I got the bottom section done there, Frosty the fucking snowman, eh? He's not Frosty the fucking snowman. He's just Frosty the, the snowman. Oh, what world do you live in, Agatha Christie, eh? What happened with Frosty the snowman? Well, I got the bottom part of him done. You know, the fat part was fat, fucking snowy asses, eh? Okay, you got his fat, snowy ass. And then I got the middle part right, and, you know, he's starting to get a little tall now. He's about five feet. Okay, you made a big snowman, and what? 
Well, I got that to do the third part of his fighting head, right? His what? His fighting head. His head? That's what I said. Hey, what, you got fighting honey garlic spare ribs in your ear, eh, mate? I don't have honey garlic spare ribs in my ear. So you got the bottom part done. Now you got the middle part. And it's, what, four or five feet tall? I swear, it's like a fucking frosty, the fucking Godzilla fighting snowman, eh? Stop swearing! <laughs> and stop hiccuping in my ear! So now I gotta put the fucking head on the fat fucking snowy bastard, eh? And so I... Josh Michael climbs up the middle of the part of the frost in the, in the fucking snowman. So you're climbing up the snowman. Right, and I'm carrying the fucking head. You've got the head. And I'm getting up around this fucking snowy tits. He doesn't have snowy tits. Well, he does when I fucking make them. Would you? So you're carrying his head and you're up on the second part trying to put his head on? That's right, Arlen. It's almost like you were fucking there, eh? Just get on with it, George. It's George. I'm going to fucking come over there with a fucking sea cucumber. I'm going to fucking grind it up in a fucking blender. Pour it all over your face and pretend a fucking hippopotamus buffed all over your fucking face. How about that, eh? Would you get on with it? You carried the Frosty the Snowman's head up over to his midsection. Right, and I'm balancing on his fucking snowy tits. He doesn't have snowy tits. And I've got his fucking head in my hands, right? Okay. And I'm just about to put his fucking head on, and now I'm like, fucking standing in a fucking snow blizzard. I'm like, fucking six feet up in the fucking air, standing on his snowy fucking icy tits. He doesn't have tits! And I'm balancing this big fucking round head, and he's looking up at me with that fucking charcoal in his eyes. And he's got a fucking carrot nose about fucking 24 inches long. Okay, all snowmen have carrot noses. And I lose me fucking balance on. Wait a minute. So you're up there with this giant snowman head. You're standing on the second part of Frosty. And you lose your balance. That's right, and that's why I got an emergency. What is the emergency? I fell off the fucking frosty the snowman, holding his fucking head. As I fall into the ground, I got all turned around, and I fucking sat right on his fat fucking icy face. What? What do you mean you sat on his icy face? I said fat fucking icy face is what I said, mate. I'm not going to say fat fucking icy face for Frosty. Well, it sounds like you just did. Stop hiccuping in my face! And so now I'm sitting on Frosty's fucking face. And this is your emergency. You, you, you crushed a snowman. Oh, I didn't just crush him. Let me ask you something, Alan. Okay. Have you ever had anyone stick their nose in your ass crack? I beg your pardon. 
Have you ever had anyone stick the nose in your dirty ass crack on? I am not answering your stupid questions. What the hell? Well, guess what? I fell right on Frost in a fucking fat-faced snowman, and his fucking 24-inch frozen carrot went right up me fucking moon glow. What? What do you what, what do you mean he went up your moon glow? What the hell's a moon glow? Well, what are you figuring out, eh? I'm six feet in the air. Holding a fucking pumpkin head, fucking snowman. He's looking at me with these fucking charcoal eyes like his fucking eyes got cancelled from Satan himself, eh? And he got his fucking frozen carrot nose and I lose me balance. As I'm falling to the ground all and I get twisted around, I fall right on his fucking face. Okay. And guess what? You ever seen a magic trick? Yes? You ever seen a magic trick called the disappearing frozen fucking carrot? No, I haven't. Well, guess what? Guess where the fucking carrot is? Wait a minute. Are you telling me? That's right. Right up the old moon glow. What the hell is a moon glow? Well, if you can't figure that out, I guess I'll never take you camping up Brokeback Mountain, eh, Holland? I'm not going camping up. Are you... Are you telling me that you fell on Frosty the Snowman's face? That's right. Put it together there, Nancy Drew. And you landed right on his nose. That's right, Arlen. And the carrot went right up. My moon glow. Now, how about that? If that's not a Christmas emergency, I don't know what is on. So you've got a frozen snowman carrot up your... Up me moon glow, that's right. Oh my God, George. It's George fucking Mueller. If you have to tell you one more time, I'm going to get myself a fucking bunch of raw yeast at the bakery. I'm going to go home and make a fucking giant loaf of bread. I'm going to rub it all over my fucking testicles and give you a fucking yeast infection with me fucking Christmas balls. You are one angry dude. So wait a minute. You're walking around with a Christmas Frosty the Snowman frozen carrot up me moon glow. And what am I supposed to do about it? Well, it got worse, didn't it, Arlen? What do you mean it got worse? So, look how you're going to get a fucking frozen carrot out your moon glow in the middle of a fucking snowstorm, eh? I wouldn't know, George. It's George for you. Here's what I had to do. I had to pull down me pants. And you know how tight me pants are, eh, Arlen? <sighs> do we really have to go... So you pull down your pants... In the middle of a fucking snow blizzard, eh? Okay, so you pull down your pants in the middle of a snow blizzard. And well, I've been drinking a little. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, no surprise there. You've been drinking a little. Uh, and my pants around me ankles are in. Okay. And I started stumbling around trying to reach back and pull Frosty's fucking nose out me fucking moon glow. All right. And the ground's all icy and slippery and snowy, right? All right. And, of course, I fell down and I couldn't get up. And 
guess what was laying out there in the elements, Harland? What do you mean, out in the elements? That's right, me pants were down, and something was out in the elements in the fucking snowstorm, eh? Wait a minute, you're laying on the ground with a carrot up... Me moon glow. And your pants are down, and you're exposed... That's right. Me Christmas wiener was exposed to the fucking snow blizzard, eh? Oh my god, this just gets better. And guess what happens when you leave your exposed skin out in the elements on a frozen fucking snow blizzard night, Arlen? Oh god, no. That's right, me mushroom cap, it got frozen. What do you mean your mushroom cap got frozen? Well, if you want me to spell it out for you, the end of me fucking weenie. Are you telling me the cap of your manhood? Oh, that's a nice polite way to put it. You want to come over for a cup of tea later and I'll dump a crumpet in your fucking face? Would you be nice? Well, I'll tell you what, Arlen. The end of me weenie is as red as Rudolph's fucking nose. What are you talking about? It looks like me mushroom cap was out in the fucking blizzard so long, it turned completely red. It t- Okay, I could see that happening. Oh, but that's not the end of it, Arlen. What do you mean? Every time I pull down me pants now... Okay. The end of me weenie glows like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's nose, Arlen. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, it's too here. Let me unzip me pants right now. No, don't pull down your pants. Hold on, Arlen. Listen to this. Listen to me mushroom cap in the blizzard. What the hell was that? Here, listen again. I'm telling you, it glows like a fucking light bulb. Listen. Oh, my. Are you telling me? That's right. The end of me weenie is like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's fucking nose. Oh, my God. Hey, have another, have another listen, Arlen. No, do not pull down. Oh, my God. It's lighting up all over the place. I'm standing out here in the middle of the snow. I got a fucking frozen carrot up me moon glow. And the end of me mushroom cap is glowing in the middle of the night like a lighthouse at the end of Liberace's fucking piano stool. Oh, what is wrong? Are you trapped in the snow? Yes, and let look at me if I pull down me pants. Don't pull down your pants again, Rudolph. I mean, George. It's George fucking Michael. Now, if you don't get it right, I'm going to make myself a gingerbread house, fill it up with fucking diarrhea, mail it to your house with Amazon.com, and when you open the front door, you're going to have fucking gingerbread diarrhea all over your fucking face, you fucking ripe twat. Would you knock it off? I'm trying to help. Do not pull down your pit. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's glowing in the dark, Harlan, and I'm trapped in a snowbank. All right. If I help you through this, will you just hang up the phone and leave us alone? I guess so, Harlan. All right. Look, I've got a snowblower. Oh, really? What's his name? Excuse me? He said you had a snowblower. I do have a snowblower. Right, what's his name then? I'll take him. What do you mean you'll take him? 
Well, you said you got a snowblower. Yeah, I've got a snowblower, a gas-powered snowblower. All right, well, you're not going to have much trouble finding my mushroom cap. It glows red. Have a listen. Oh, my God. Are you, I didn't mean that. Good. Roger, hang up on him. Come on, get what's his name. I got me get the snowblower. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And a very shiny mushroom cap. Oh, my God. Hang up. And Holland, a Merry Christmas, Holland. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hang up. Oh, my God. Christmas is ruined. Are you kidding me? See, Roger? Oh, my God. You know what? Let, let, I need to compose myself. Please let him be gone. I, I need a few minutes. Roger, let, let's do a Christmas podcast tradition here at the Harland Highway. Every year we have my buddy Rudy Carsoni, a.k.a. Toby Huss, great singer, great actor, great comedian, and he has a beautiful Christmas song. We play it every year called Snowballs. Roger, play it. We need to talk. We'll come back on the other side of this Christmas song, and we'll pick up the pieces and try and get back on track. Good Lord. Yeah, it was this time of year. About a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Huh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Kazoni. Oh... Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You leaving me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute. Baby, it's me. It's Rudy. He's got a short red suit. I know I ain't no beauty, but if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, you got one swell-looking skinny date go. Kids love him to boot. Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot. No, you little ain't great. Well, yesterday you're my lip smacker. Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker. I did not forget Christmas. No, I hung some mistletoe in my pants. Pack a rock! snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind You're gonna miss my back spackling, crackling hot You log wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog He's jolly and bad Yeah, who is this pet? His cheeks are rosy and red Oh, I should have guessed Don't hit your ass on the way out the door You ho-ho snow blowing ho-ho-ho Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy Blow it out, you dingle Don't go getting snooty I'll sew you back the Kringle So long, but don't forget, my dear Oh, that so comes but once a year There's snowballs I like these I love his big North Pole They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees You're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts Oh yes, ma'am 
Good luck without my pink honey glazing Holiday ham Cause there's snowballs like mine There's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind There's snowballs Dear Santa Claus, thanks for nothing. P.S. Uh, could you possibly uh, bring me a new bra? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal. <laughs> Ooh, that... That little sneaky little Weasley laugh. That's my buddy Toby Haas. If you saw the movie I was in called Down Periscope, the submarine movie with Kelsey Grammer, Toby was uh, my sidekick in that movie, and and I was his sidekick. I was the sonar guy, and he was the electrician, and we sat beside each other down in the submarine, and uh, man, did we have fun. So Toby does... Uh, does this character called Rudy Cassoni, and uh, that's off his album called Snowballs, and you can track it down on the internet. Just uh, type in Rudy Cassoni or Toby Haas Snowballs, and there's a whole bunch of great songs on the album, and it's a tradition here. We always play it on the Highland Highway Christmas Special. Yes, oh, so fun. Christmas. And are y'all ready for Christmas? Are y'all are y'all set up, gang? Have you got the lights up and the tree up and the the holly? The holly up? Um, I got it all up. I got the lights up. I got the uh what what's the thing you put on the mental place with with the lights? I think it has a specific name. I can't remember the name. I'll try and think of it. Um, but I got the stuff over the mantle on the fireplace and I got the Christmas candles and I've got, uh, little, little Christmas trees and I got the big Christmas tree. And now here's where it got a little weird for me this year. Oh my God. I broke a tradition that I've had my whole life and I sort of want to blame COVID, but I know deep in my Christmas heart, COVID probably had nothing to do with it, but I'm sort of leaning on it a little bit. Here's what happened. Something I've never done before. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Should should I be ashamed? Roger, should I be ashamed? I got, for the first time in my life, flirtle noggins and dingle bloggins, I got a fake Christmas tree. Oh, my God. I know. It just sounds weird saying it. My, my whole life, I grew up in Canada. We always had a real tree. I never wanted anything but a real tree. Uh, and then when I moved down to Los Angeles or wherever I went in the world, I always got a real tree. I like I like the ritual of going and picking it out. I love the smell. I, I, I loved loading it on my car. I love bringing it home and trimming it and standing it up and pulling the branches down and watching it kind of fill out as it 
as gravity started to, you know, let the let the branches uncluster. And then the, the smell and then putting the lights on and the, the things and the, 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 the bulbs and the decorations. And the house smells like a, like a pine forest. Somewhere there's a tree or somewhere there's a deer holding his hoof up going, you bastards, it's Christmas, you stole my forest, you bastards. <sighs> but I finally got a fake tree and I, you know, I think part of it really, it I, maybe COVID was maybe half a percent out of a hundred. Part of me in the back of my head was like, do I really want to go to the place where all the trees are and the people and the, you know, that was a little, but honestly that was, you know, I think, I think it was just, uh, I'm, I'm, I put my tree in a place in my house where my living room has big windows. Like the windows go from floor to ceiling. Okay, so the light really comes in. And um, and I put my tree in the corner. And so really, it's, it's almost like putting it in an oven. Even when I pour water in, in the little cup in the tree stand. Oh my God, my, my poor... It's like putting a tree up in, in Nagasaki or Hiroshima when the bomb went off. It's just... It just kind of cooks to a crisp in about three days. And structurally, the tree's still there. But if you touch it, oh, my God, just the, the needles start falling off. And so, it, you know, it, it, it it's very messy when it's all said and done, when I take the tree down. And then uh, taking the tree down, I got to cut it up. And then I got to put it in the yard. And then the gardener's got to do the thing and the... We got to clean up all the needles. And so it's a little bit of extra work. And I guess the reality is I thought I'm getting a little bit older. And maybe I don't want to drive to the place. Maybe COVID's a little bit of it. And so I went online and I thought, you know, I'll look. I'll just look. And I'm not getting a, a fake tree unless it looks good. And sure enough, I go on Amazon, and oh my God, some of these trees just look amazing. But I'm still a bit skeptical. I'm like, all right, a picture's one thing, but how's it going to look in my living room? So I do it. I bite the bullet. I say, look, if I'm going to order one, I'm getting a good one. So this one had pine cones, and the, the, the needles looked real, and it looked, it looked fluffy, and it was seven and a half feet tall, so it was, it was a big thing. And it, here's the other thing. It already had the lights built into it, so I didn't have to do the lights. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I can get rid of it. So this thing was about 300 bucks. And normally I spend like 40 to 60 bucks on a real tree every year. So I, I figure after, you know, a few years, this thing pays for itself. Not that I even, not that that even matters. Who thinks like that? Well, if I... You know, if it lasts me four years, it pretty much pays for itself, and then I'm not I'm not out any money. Like, who cares? Unless you're living in the poorhouse, who cares? So I got the thing, and it shows up in a box, and it and it's all disassembled, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, this looks a little raggedy. And I don't know if this matters or not, but it was made in America. It was made over in, uh, like, Vermont or something. So right away I'm thinking, okay, because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure the Chinese, you know, everything's made in China. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe the Chinese don't really care that much about our, our Christmas. 
So, you know, sometimes you get stuff from China and it's done well, and sometimes you get stuff from China and you go, uh, what planet was this made on, please? So this was an American-made Christmas tree, and it came out, and I was a little skeptical because, you know, it's disassembled, and it's it's in pieces, and it's wires, and it's fake, and it's... So I follow the instructions, I put it together, and I fluff it all out, and I plug it in, and lo and behold, it actually looks really good. It really does. It looked, the, 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 you know, it looked pretty good without the lights on, and then I plugged the lights in, and man, it's like I'm proud of my tree. I got my first fake tree, and I got my first fake tree in Hollywood, so you, you guessed it, it's got... It's the only Christmas tree I've ever had with fake boobs on it. Okay, you knew I had to do some kind of joke. Um, but but in all honesty, it, I'm really happy with it. It looks good. It's tall. It's not crooked. The lights are all placed properly. When, when I fanned out all the branches, you know, you have to do a little bit of pulling. Like the, the, the branches are all kind of bundled together because they're, they're wire. And I started pulling them all out. And I was like, oh, is this going to fluff out properly? But it, it looks really damn good. So there you go. I've got my fake tree. And then at the end of it, I, I, I saved the box. I'm going to be able to fold it up and put it back in. And the only thing I'm really going to kind of miss, I think, is the smell. You know, that, that, that pine tree smell. But then someone told me you can order these little things online that smell like pine trees. So maybe I'll do that. I'll just have the complete fake Hollywood Christmas tree. You know, they say everything in Hollywood's fake, so why won't I have a fake tree with fake boobs and fake smell? Fake ass, fake lips, fake hair. You know what I'll do Christmas Eve? I'll give my damn fake tree liposuction. And then if it starts to look a little, uh, you know, it starts sagging a little, I'll inject it with some uh, Botox. You know, I'm in Hollywood. My, my fake tree's going to be around longer than I am. So there you go. Um, a little bit weird, you know, emotionally, psychologically, I feel a little weird. In, in a way, I feel like I've deceived myself. I feel like I've cheapened Christmas a little, but I, I go, no. I, I mean, I, I, I carry that around with me a little bit, but then I put the presents under the tree and I took some pictures and I sent it to some family members and they're like, oh my God, what a lovely tree. And it, you know, when I plug it in and I, I put the star on top and I, you know, it just, it feels, feels good. It's sitting there in the corner the way my other trees did. And yeah, in the back of my head, there's that little thing. It's a phony. It's a fraud. Get it out. Get the fraud out. But you know what? I look at it. It makes me feel all glowy inside. It makes me feel all Christmassy inside. And so, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here on my Christmas podcast. I love my little Christmas tree. My fake little tree. Oh, oh, fake Christmas tree. Oh, fake Christmas tree. How phony are your branches? They're not even made of wood. You don't even smell like wood. Oh, fake Christmas tree, fake Christmas tree. I really love to motorboat in your branches.
And if you don't know what motorboat is, look it up. Jeez. So there you go. A little bit of the goings-on in uh, good old Harlan's Christmas world. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. Do you ever drive all the way across the country to go to San Francisco to do a bunch of methamphetamine and put together a 500-piece puzzle? You will. You will. You will. Hello, Harlan. It's Lonnie. Hope you're having a great day, and I have a joke for you. It is, what do you call a lazy kangaroo? A couch potato. Ha ha. <laughs> Love ya. Bye. Hey, Harlan. Zachary from Indiana again. Um, so I'd like to thank you. I mean, we got a, uh, a Halloween special and then a Thanksgiving special. And I feel like you're going to be spoiling us if you give us a Christmas special, but it's not going to be Christmas without hearing um, the song Snowballs by, I forget his name, Rudy Cassoni, maybe? I don't think that's right, but... What a jadingo! Anyways, uh, happy holidays, man. I love you. I love the past two podcasts, and I want to wish you uh, a Merry Christmas, buddy. Chicken chow, man. Hey, Harlan, love the podcast. I'm just sitting here eating my bread. Yeah, 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 Brett, yeah. Mac the baby, Mac the water, Mac the baby. Hi, Harlan. My name's Susan Robinson. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I've always thought you were handsome. We're almost the same age. Um, I'm an ex-skydiver. I retired from skydiving a couple years ago. Um, I'm fun and single, no kids. I'm about 5'1 and 110 pounds, and I would love to meet you. So call me back if you can, 972-MACTA-BABY-696. Maybe you can come to Dallas and we can hang out. Bye. Wait, what? He he wants me to go up now? Are you serious, Roger? He never does this at Christmas. Wow. Okay, so j- j- just to bring you up to speed while we were listening to the messages, uh, it sounds like my boss up on the 12th floor, uh, Mr. Featherstone, who runs my whole podcast, uh, usually Christmas just blows by and he doesn't really go out of his way to, you know, do anything super nice or Christmassy for me. Um, R- Roger's tell- Roger, he wants me to go up. Up right now. And and you said it's a Christmas present thing? Okay. Wow. Okay. Rogers gave me the thumbs up. So it looks like, you know, I was going to do some other Christmas stuff here on the podcast, but it looks like I'm heading up, up to the 12th floor to my boss's office, Mr. Featherstone, and it sounds like he might have a little present for me. I got to admit, I'm, I'm kind of excited. It's not like him to be Christmassy. So, so Roger, why don't you play something Christmassy while I'm on the elevator and heading up, and I'll, I'll stay wired on my mic, and when I get to his office, I'll, I'll click it on so everyone can hear the transaction between me and my boss, and it should be fun. It's, it's Christmas. This is, this is kind of cool. This is like a Christmas surprise right here. Uh, so play something Christmassy, Roger, and... Uh, and let uh, let's check in once I'm up there, okay? G- 
Go for it. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Itchy, itchy. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Now, you know what they say about hopes. They're what we cling to when reality has left us nothing else. <laughs> the children were nestled snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Now, kids, here's a question, true or false. During the holiday season, the suicide rate increases significantly. Right? Well, you get back to me on that. When out on the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. You, you know that the state of California has a home invasion law where it's actually legal to shoot someone just for entering your residence? And I'm talking, I mean perfectly legal. Did you know that? Well, it's true. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to the objects below, when what to my wandering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Now, did you know that it is estimated that Santa's sleigh weighs 353,000 tons? So, traveling at 650 miles per second would create such an enormous friction that Santa and his reindeer would burst into flame. <laughs> you understand, like, like a meteor entering the atmosphere. Kids, this is a scientific fact. <laughs> With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. You know, in Portugal, they actually don't call him Saint Nick. His name is Pai Natal. And unless children leave him a stick of butter, he steals one of their toes. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Rather terrifying. Oh, by the way, if any of you guys are in the mood for a treat, here's a bowl of Hall's mentholiptus. <laughs> no? Suit yourselves. Can I say, when I was a child, we used to suck on pennies. You know what I'm saying? And it was a delight. You know, you know I, I'm getting the sense that not many of you are enjoying this. I mean, am I correct in, in this assumption? Okay, well, I, well, kids, let's put it this way. You've rendered all this useless, okay? I'll just skip to the end. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Well, uh, here I am. I'm up in the in the waiting room, out in the lobby, outside of Mr. Featherstone's office. There's uh, Betty, the reception. Hi, Betty. How are you? Happy holidays. 
Merit. Well, okay. Okay, I just got flipped off. Um, uh, best of the season, Betty. And I just got flipped, flipped off again. <sighs> Not even a Christmas. But I, I am excited. I'm going in to see my boss. Apparently he's got a, a Christmas present for me. Uh, right, Betty? Okay. Uh, flipped off three times. And, uh, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The door's opening. I'm going in to see Mr. Featherstone. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, hello? Hello, sir? Mr. Featherstone? Hello? Y yes, sir. It, it, it's, uh, it's me, Harlan. Who? Uh, Har Harlan Williams from the Harlan Highway? Ha hallelujah. Hallelujah from the Hawaiian what? No. Sir Harlan Williams from the Harland Highway downstairs. Wait a minute. Ha Howdy doody from ha Honolulu from what? Sir, it, it's Harlan Williams from, from the Harland Highway podcast. You you summoned me for for Christmas? Oh, you you're the plod the the podcast guy. The the podcast, sir. Yeah, the, the uh the plod stop, sir. It's it's called a podcast, sir. Yeah, that's what I said. The plod gob, sir. Oh, uh, anyway, sit down. What are you gonna stand here all day and let your lips flap like a caramelized petunia? A a caramelized petunia, sir. You heard me. Sit down. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I was very excited that 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 you uh, summoned me up here. Uh. I, I heard uh, from Roger that, 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 that this was a, a Christmas thing. Well, it is the holidays, and you do the squad clot, right? The, the, the podcast, sir. Right, and for years, I've never really uh, given you a Christmas present, have I? Well, no, sir, and I, not that I expected one or anything, but, but if that's what this is about, I'm, I'm very touched. Oh, I'm sure you're touched. Sir? Uh, you... you you ever go to that little funny bar downtown at uh, 19th and 11th? Uh, funny bar, sir? You know, the uh, lemonade stand, Harry's lemonade stand. Ha Harry's lemonade stand, sir? Uh-huh. Sir? Uh-huh. So, no, sir, I, I don't go to the funny little bars downtown, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm sure you know what it means. Sir? Before we get into this... Yes, sir? Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. Have you ever farted... Sir? Have you ever farted into a bowl of eggnog? S sir, I don't fart into things. Every time I come up here, you ask me. Well, you ought to try it. It's very Christmassy. <sighs> sir, how can farting into a bowl of eggnog be Christmassy? Because uh, you serve eggnog at Christmas, right? Yes, sir. So if you farted it at Christmas... Okay. Well, just because it's around Christmas, it makes it Christmassy. That's it? Well, you're not going to fart in eggnog in the middle of the summer, are you? No, sir. Well, stop being an idiot. Now, me, sir? You heard me. Now, what do you want? 
Sir, you told me you, you sent for me for Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to give you a special present this year. Y- yes, sir. Now, what are, what are your two favorite things? Sir? Okay, let, let me narrow it down. Your, your two favorite things, one of them in, the, in regular times. Okay. And the other favorite thing at Christmas. Um... Oh, gee, I, I guess in normal times, sir. And let's be adult about it, okay? Let's be, let's talk man to man. We're not, we're not sitting at your funny little bar downtown on a Saturday night, sir. You know your funny little bars. You, how about the, uh, the electric fucking uh, cornbread loaf down on ninety seventh and twelfth? The the electric cornbread loaf, sir. Uh huh. Sir? Uh. Sir, I don't go to the electric cornbread loaf. Well, what's one of your favorite things? I'm, I'm talking adult. You mean like like grown-up stuff? Like You know what I mean, adult. Well, I'm, if it's just between me and you, I, I guess what, what good old, you know, American blue-blooded guy doesn't like I guess sex. Uh right? That's right. That's that's a very good answer. Sex is one thing. Th- yes, sir. And now at Christmas, what's your favorite thing? I'm not sure where this is going, sir. Well, why don't you just answer the questions? Because when I put them together, you're gonna get your Christmas present. Oh, okay, well. I guess uh, at Christmas, uh, I've always loved Santa, even though I'm not a little boy anymore. Who doesn't love Santa? Uh, okay, exactly. And what does Santa use to fly his sleigh? Uh, well, the reindeers. That's right. Okay. All right, well, here's your present. You said sex and reindeers, right? Uh, y- yes, sir. Betty, bring him in. Bring him in. Come on. Sir, what are you... What What the heck is this? Bring him on in here, Betty. What are, are those... That's right. Sir, are those reindeer? That's right, the real live reindeer. That, oh, my God. Is this, is this part of my Christmas present? It's the first part. Oh, my God. This is magical. Two beautiful reindeer with the antlers and... Oh, my goodness, sir. Right here in your office. Live reindeer. That's right. And now for the second part of your Christmas present. Oh, my God. I don't know if it could get any better. Do you remember what you said your favorite thing was? Yes, sir. You said reindeer, right? Yes, sir. And what was the other thing you said was your favorite? Well, we were talking. Do you mind if I wait till Betty leaves? Betty, get the hell out of here. What was the other thing? Uh, Well, sir, between me and you, I said sex. That's right. You said sex and reindeers are your two favorite things. Well, well, you know. So here we go. Merry Christmas. What? What? What do you mean, sir? Just watch. What? Oh my. What? What are the reindeer doing, sir? Just shut up and watch. It's your Christmas present. What? Why is? Why is that one climbing on the back of the other one, sir? Just shut up and watch the show. Oh, my God. What are they doing? What do you think? What? 
Oh my God! Is it? What's that thing down there? Oh my God! Shut up! Oh my! Are they? Are they copulating, sir? I don't know what that means, but I'll tell you what they are doing. They're making love like a couple of fucking Korean elves at a fucking pineapple festival, sir. I'm, oh my God! Are those? Those reindeer are having sexual intercourse. Merry Christmas. What, what do you mean, Merry Christmas, sir? It's your two favorite things, sex and reindeers. Sir, I feel like I've been tricked a little. I don't know if I want to watch this. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, it just slipped out. Oh, my. Holy God, that thing's huge. Oh, my God. Sir, I... I don't really think this is appropriate. I'm not going to watch this. You're going to watch your Christmas present, or you're not going to come home to a job tomorrow. Sir, I, th this is not very appropriate. This is not very Christmassy. What can be more Christmassy than Santa Claus's reindeer fucking like ostriches? <laughs> well, sir, oh my God, oh my God, oh, stop. Sir, can I leave, please? Oh, you're going to enjoy your Christmas present. I don't want to watch reindeer having sexual intercourse. Yeah, you better watch it, or you're going to end up on the welfare line, you, you Humpty Dumpty sucking monkey. Sir, I'm not a Humpty... Oh, my God. Oh, what is he doing? Hey, while you're watching this, let me ask you something. No, sir. Have you ever farted? Sir, no. I'm not going to... Talk about farts while two reindeer are fucking. Sir, have you ever farted into a Wendy's Baconator? Oh my god, I'm out of here, sir. Where do you think you're going? I've got to leave, sir. The Ra Rudolph hasn't climaxed yet. I don't want to see a reindeer achieving orgasm, sir. Yeah, well, sit down. No, sir, thank you. Have you ever farted into a Cobb salad? Sir, Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're going to miss the best part. Here comes the snow blizzard. Oh, God. I, I've got to go, Mr. Featherstone. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah, well, up yours. I hope you, you choke on a, a chihuahua. What, sir? You heard me. Go choke on a chihuahua for Christmas, you ungrateful. I brought two of the horniest reindeer you've ever seen, and you're, you're leaving? Sir, I just can't stomach this. Yeah, well, go choke on a chihuahua. Thank you, Mr. Featherstone. Goodbye, sir. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, sir. All the best. Thank you, sir. Go choke on a little black chihuahua, you whore. Making decorated cookies is part of the magic of Christmas. Make them with Pillsbury Slice and Bake Sugar Cookies. Having some fun on this holiday night with the magic of pop and fresh dough. The fun's in the making, just slice it and bake it and sprinkle and shake and you're ready to take. My very own Santa! You can make magic, you know. Christmas cookies this easy must be magic. The magic of pop and fresh dough. Oh, ho, ho. oh my God, Roger, that was like the weirdest... Christmas present I've ever experienced. I don't even want to tell you what happened up there, okay? Oh, I'm just so rattled and unnerved, and my Christmas might be ruined forever. 
This has been a very disturbing show. We had George Michael with his bizarre incidents, Mr. Featherstone. I mean, I got a fake Christmas tree. It's uh, COVID. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's just this whole year, everything's just a little kooky and a little nutty and a little whacked. But hit hit some nice Christmas music, Roger. Let, let, let's end it out with, let's try a little, just a little pinch of normalcy. That's nice. I like that. Uh, let, let's just end it on, on a, a bit of a normal note if we can, if that's possible. Hey, folks, Harland here, as you know. It's been a nutty year. There's been a lot of things going on uh, socially, physically, mentally, health-wise, politically, economically, globally, locally. I mean, with friends and family, and it's been a topsy-turvy year. And, you know, we've all probably got people in our lives that have been affected in one way or another by the COVID crisis and and the stay-at-home orders and the travel restrictions and people getting sick and maybe people passing away and maybe people getting right to the edge and I think it's kind of caused everyone's buttons to be pushed and, and our, our stress levels and our, our levels of, of everything have been kind of up and down and all over the map. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been a rocky one. And on one level, it's, it's interesting and it's fascinating. It's like, what a, what a study in, in social observation. I mean, do you remember when the COVID first hit? People were running around, and the, the first thing they went for was toilet paper. Like, they were emptying the shelves for toilet paper, and you sit here and you wonder, what what, what is wrong with people? I mean, there's a lot to be learned in human behavior when, when you see this type of thing happen, because it hasn't happened in our lifetime. And when you see a, a, a tragedy strike, when you see an epidemic hit, when you see something that affects all of us, and the first thing human beings do is load up on bum wipe, they want to make sure they can wipe their butt crack. You know, to, to me, that just made it all a little more disturbing. It, it made me go, what the hell is wrong with us? Huh. <laughs> What the hell are we thinking? That this is the top priority? A, a, a nice soft crack wipe? So a little unnerving, a little weird, but that's what I mean. The whole thing is just off. And maybe we're all off. And maybe we've been off for a long time. And maybe, you know, the, if one thing this, this crisis taught us, I think... I think it taught a lot of us how to be more introspective, how to be more patient, more caring, more loving, more thoughtful, and really made us um, examine ourselves. I think all of us have had to look inside, and I wouldn't be surprised if many of you listening have had, had, had thoughts about career changes, have had thoughts about, about location, geographical changes, maybe moving. Maybe you've had thoughts about changing your, I hate to say it, your relationship status. Maybe you 
well, maybe it's not all bad, but, but, but maybe some of you are like, I don't want to be with this person. Or maybe some of you are like, I want to find somebody or I want to be with this. So, so maybe it worked on both levels. And maybe you learned a lot about yourself and the people around you and the world around you. And oh my gosh. And just let me remind you, and not making light of, you know, many lives were lost. And many people were put out and many things were disrupted. But but my God, when you think of, of the levels of catastrophe that could happen. You know, what if there was an epidemic out there that if you caught it, there was no hope. You just dropped dead within 24 hours, like Ebola. Your, your, your eyes started to bleed and your insides started to get eaten alive. And, you know, what if, what if there was an epidemic where this thing just spread through the air and it wasn't even about touching or being six feet away or wearing a mask? What if, what if it just obliterated us? And so, again, not to make light or, or not to take away from, from the, the danger and the devastation of COVID, but... You know, can you imagine if, if, let's say, if COVID's a 2 or a 3, imagine what something that, that was at a 10 or a 12 would be like, where, where people were literally dropping dead in the street in front of you? Like, if you got it, you were gone in a day? The only silver lining to this COVID is that, that at least we were able to keep some type of handle on it, and, and COVID was very particular about whose life it, uh, it took. It seemed to target the elderly and, and, and the, the sickly, which is very, very sad. But what if it just went indiscriminately for all of us, for, for any reason? Just, just you got punished for, for breathing. You were a goner. And then imagine how fast the toilet paper would be gone. So it's been, it's been a, a bit of a cruel, weird upside-down, topsy-turvy year. And, uh, you know, this is this is one of the reasons why I thought, how can I contribute? How can I, I, I help lessen the, tra- the trauma and the stress and soften the blow, if you will? And I thought, what, what, what kind of help could I give? Could I go and serve soup at a soup kitchen? Yes. Could I donate some money somewhere? Yes. Things that I've done? But I thought, I guess maybe my gift is to kind of entertain people and, and bring them a laugh and talk to them. And, and so and so throughout the year, the, I've, I've done uh, uh, quite a few podcast specials to, to try and help everyone cope and get through. And, and so that's my little gift here. As much as I love doing them, it, it, I just felt this was a very special year where there was an extra layer of importance to doing the podcast. It... It helps people take their mind off it and, and lets people reconnect with the silly side and their sense of humor. And hopefully I was able to accomplish that with you guys. And uh, I hope we can go forward. You know, the scary thing is everyone's like, oh, 2020 is over. The worst year ever. I can't wait till it's 2021. And I said to a friend of mine the other day, I said, you know, just because the calendar rolls over doesn't mean COVID stops. It doesn't mean... Everything stops. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but we got to be prepared for for more of this, unfortunately. Who knows how long it's going to last. So so the holidays, I think, help us 
remind each other of, of how human we are and, and how much we care and how much joy we have in our hearts and how much generosity and how much love and all the good things. You know, that's the beauty of Christmas and the whole holiday season. I think it, I think it really minds that in all of us, whether you're Jewish or Muslim or Christian or Hindu or Buddhist or whatever you are. I think there's just this time of year, there's something that gets inside of us and makes us feel brotherly and sisterly and loving and caring and we embrace each other and, and all our differences and all our kookiness. And the holidays and all that goes with it, the music and the caroling and the presents and the lighting of lights and the <laughs> holding of hands, whatever it is, the mating of reindeer, the sitting on a snowman's face, whatever, whatever it may be, it's a, it's a good thing. And, and I, hope, uh, I hope everyone listening can take this time and just try and shut off all the tough stuff that we've been dealing with and, and let, the, let the holidays absorb you. Let the holidays wash all over you. Try not to be troubled. Rest your weary mind. And from me to you, gang, I want to wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a happy holiday, whatever holiday that may be, and a happy new year coming up, and uh, just good thoughts and good things for the new year, okay? So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the Harland Highway <laughs> Christmas podcast. It was, a, it was a strenuous one for me, so I had to deal with some tough stuff. But we made it through. Hope you had some laughs. And uh, here's me wishing you a very merry Christmas and a happy holiday and New Year, too. Okay? Smile, love, hug, kiss, sing, give presents. And until next time, chicken. Xiao Mein, baby! <laughs>